Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. And you guys have heard me say this a million times, but I will continue to say it because I absolutely believe this. Um, the guest comes with a couple of things that I personally deem very, very expensive. Not just um, that, uh, you know, it's worth something, but to me it's expensive. Time. Time is a commodity that many of us do not recognize and realize the power of that tool that has been offered to you and I while we reside here on this planet. And Blaine, I want to thank you for coming and sharing some of this precious stuff with me. The other is your journey. In it houses pain, power, failure, strength. And I really don't like that word failure because I believe we are all in a class. We simply learn what not to do for me. And I don't consider that uh, failure. I consider that gaining insight as to who you are. But I, I want to thank you for coming because that was who you are and it's made you who you are today. And so we want to delve into that, get to know you and to understand who you are while you're here and you can educate us to become better human spirits. Thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Oh, Ken, thank you so much for having me on. I am honored to be here and uh, I, I love your podcast. I, I hope people will go in there and like it and share it. And, and I will say you're, you're taking, um, you're putting forth some effort to put these together, to put them online. And I will go on record as saying that you are touching lives not yet born. There is somebody not even born yet, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, they're going to find these podcasts and they're going to be enlightened and they're going to be strengthened and their journey is going to be a little bit faster, a little bit better because like you said, we packaged our experience here and we're taking our journeys and we're trying to unpack them for you, the listener, so that you can move faster in the direction or discover your gifts faster, you know, or be more content with, with who you are. So I'm excited to be here. I hope I can add some value and, and looking forward to the journey of our discussion today. Excellent. I actually been uh, listening to you today, so I know you're going to add much value to it. So I'm excited about this. Talk to them and let them know some of the things, because I know you have an extensive uh, resume, if you will, that you have created as a result of your journey. Let them know what you have produced so far, because I tell them a um, an awakened person, the enemy of someone that is awakened is complacency. What you say today will be different a couple of months from now. So let us know what you have done so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're always um, 
you know, we're always growing. And I love what you said there about, about failure is really learning. And, and so yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, it, sometimes it's good to embrace that failure as long as you're on the learning side uh, of the equation. But I think people have, and if you'll think back, the listeners, I, I think you'll, you'll realize that you have these, these moments of what I call dawning comprehension. And it, it's the mm-hmm. moment where you're kind of, your life is kind of forever changed and something happens. Uh, and sometimes it, it can be a tragic event. I, I can talk about some of those that I've had, uh, you, you know, but there are these moments um, where you're never the same again. And, and for me, I, I grew up in, um, in New Jersey. And had a, you know, a nice kind of normal mid-class upbringing. Uh, and, and I went to college and, and my first really kind of big moment of dawning comprehension came in college. I went to Purdue University and I was there and I've been always been a little bit of a seeker of knowledge. And I saw this ad. I'm not really sure what uh, inspired me to reply, but there was an ad where you could send away for an audio cassette. So, so I'm kind of dating myself. Some people might not know what audio cassette tape is, but audio cassette tape is this little audio program. You uh, you could play it in a little Sony Walkman player back in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, but I sent away for this audio cassette, and it was a uh, kind of an abridged reading of this book called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that my mind was powerful, but I didn't really understand it. And I wanted to learn more about it. And so I, I got that. And then I ended up getting the book. Uh, it's written by Napoleon Hill. And, and I read that book. And, and as I read that book, now he talks about thinking grow rich. Rich could, could be financial, but, he's, but it's way more than that. It can be harmonious relationships, uh, good health, anything that you want to bring about in, in your life. And so what happened for me is I re- made this realization, this discovery that what you think about, you bring about. And so yeah. I made a little uh, acronym of that called YTABA. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what you think about, you bring about. And it's it's a little bit of the law of attraction, what you think about, but you bring it about. It has an action component. You have to step forward. And, and yeah. one of the things I love about you, Ken, is on Instagram, you have like some of the best quotes. It's like a, like a seminar in a <laughs> sentence, uh, you know, and, and some of those quotes talk about this fact of, you know, kind of the law of attraction with action. So what you think yeah. about, you bring about. And when I realized that, and then I realized, wait a second, I, the thing I do control, you know, one, you know, one way or another, you know, are my thoughts uh, yes. and, and I could direct my thoughts and I could begin to express those thoughts and create a lens by which I looked at life through that lens and then I could basically kind of create the things I wanted. Now, on a small scale, you might say, I'm thirsty. And so you'll bring about going to get a drink of water, right? Yeah. Or I want to see a new movie. And so, okay, when is it playing? Who could I go with? You bring that about. And so yeah. I started to experiment that and do that with bigger and bigger things. And I met my wife in college. We've been married 30 years now. Uh, and nice. this idea Congrats. of what you think about, you bring about, kind of played a role through through my entire life. I ended up doing a, a TEDx talk about that. Uh, TEDx talks are these talks where you get a limited amount of time to share one big idea. Yeah. And I shared that idea. And I would say the power of the mind, that's that's probably, I, I think for me, the biggest thing that that I've discovered and then using that, that yeah. power of the mind. Actually, one of my favorite books, um, I remember when I started my seeking as well that I picked that book up as well. And one of the phrases in that book from Napoleon Hill, and I have said it many times, he said, we are like, we are godlike in this, that we are able to control our thoughts. And that line, that line just jumped out from the pages and jumped into me. 
changed my life. And it was one of the books that I made my sons that there were 12 and uh, young, young, young boys. And I made them study that. That was one of the books on, on, uh, on their list that I put for them to, to get familiar with, to get an answer as to what we do. And the thought is the seed by which we water it. We water that thought by how we meditate, how we focus. And as we water that seed, it will grow. Trust me. I call it, um, I tell people it's the statement of faith that you're talking about. That statement of faith, once you've decided something, you believe it, Blaine. You believe it more than anyone else. And that statement will guide you in your uh, making that real because you believe it so much, you will then begin to take the actions necessary to bring it to pass. You have skipped a couple of places, and I want to take you back, Blaine, because <laughs> I tell people it's important to to delve here in a little bit because um, I believe we there are several entities that are vying for your and my attention to program us, if you will. Uh, it is the family unit. We have then church, religion. We have society as a whole. We have uh, culture, uh, corporate America, education. All of these entities outside of you and I are vying for our attention to program you to have us believe certain things and act certain way. And I tell people the invisible fence by which they keep you and I in is called normal. Those that begin to question the normality began to, uh, they look at you and I and say, something is wrong with you. Talk to us about your family unit, because I tell people, things happened there while we were young and formative that guide us through maybe to our 20s and 30s, and then we realize that we don't need it anymore and it becomes an issue. Talk to us about some of those. uh, What was your family unit like, um, and how was your upbringing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have uh, one uh, uh, older brother. Uh, so, so there are four of us. And initially, we lived above my nana and papa. Uh, nice. You know, and so there was a lot of you know family stuff. My um, my mother's maiden name is Nazaro, so it was very Italian family. Mm-hmm. Sunday afternoons, you know, making the meatballs and and kind of meal prepping for the week. Uh, you know, so there was a lot of, of family stuff ha- happening there. And then we kind of moved towards, uh, as we got older, we, we moved, uh, you know, out of that house, kind of in, into our own, our own, own house. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, I had kind of a, I went to a very small high school. We only had 72 in my graduating class. Wow. Uh, and, and it's interesting. You're right that these things that happen play roles. Like, like when I decided to go to college, I was like, I want to go to a big college. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to something where I'm just a number, you know, and Purdue had 32,000 students at the time, yeah. you know, so sometimes what happens in that early phase, you know, kind of does play a role uh, later on. But I also remember one thing that uh, I had a second moment of dawning comprehension in my life and it went back, both my parents worked. Um, so when I was a young lad, I would come home and many times my older brother wasn't there. So I'd come into the empty house and I, I don't know, it was a little scary, felt a little scary. Uh, and, and then for me, when, when that, the emotions of that flooded back in my life, when I was in my twenties yeah. and, um, I was working my degrees in computer science and I was working, uh, you know, a job as a uh, software engineer mm-hmm. and I was away on a business trip for for quite a long time, like almost a week. And I came back and my son, Bo, 
he was about, he was one year old at the time. Um, but when I got back, he was like giving me the cold shoulder. And, and I said, yeah. Beth, what, what's wrong with Bo? Like, is he sick or what's going on? She says, no, but you were gone so long that he kind of wow. forgot who you were. And that's wow. when I'm like, whoa, that's when it really hit me about, yeah. you know, coming home alone. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it hit me emotionally deeply that I made what I call a clarifying decision. And that yeah. night in the, in the height of emotion, uh, you know, I made this decision that no matter what, I was going to become a work from home dad. Now this is, yeah. you know, back before when remote working and side hustles, you know, weren't a big thing, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I, and I really went after that. Now it took me a year uh, mm -hmm. and, and it was very hard on our marriage during that. Cause I started a couple of business, but a year later I did break free. Um, you know, oh. and I started two businesses, I left my job and that was 27 years ago. So for 27 years, now the kids have grown and gone and they've yeah. their own lives. Uh, but that again, that moment of dawning comprehension pushed me, you know, into that. Uh, and, and I was able to realize that and I was able to be there. Not that first year I was yeah, working yeah. very hard, uh, you know, I was still around. Uh, but, but then after that, then I could be there, you know, I can be on the committees and be there when the bus comes and, uh, you know, coach the soccer and the, yeah, and yeah. the different sports at school and, and, and be, be part of, uh, be part of the kids' life. So again, like you said, yes, I think a lot of that, you know, goes back into those early years. Mm -hmm. And then it's also your processing of those early years. Yes. And, and again, that lens, if you look yes. through the lens of shame or the lens of, you know, you know, you, you, you can find bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and again, what you focus on expense, what you think about, you bring about, so you have mm -hmm. to be careful there. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so anyway, in, in the framing of that, it was a bad thing for me coming home alone, but, but then later it turned out to be a catalyst for me to become the work from home dad. Yeah. That is uh, why I tell people, uh, you need to locate, I call it, uh, the day of our visitation. We are living our life, and then one day we have this visitation, and and um, something will happen to arrest you, if you will, and it enlightens and in, it kind of clarifies your your decision, and you look at yourself because I had several of those, and I believe, like I said earlier, life is a series of, um, and I call it that the statement of fate because it is it is so powerful. It did what it did to you. It caused you to make a decision and says, wait, um, I cannot be hooked up this way. I need to remove myself from the business arena, if you will. And it takes time. You did what you needed to do. It took you a year. But that decision caused you, and I tell people, the reason why they are still stuck is because they haven't made a decision yet. They haven't decided exactly what they want because the human the human um, individual, the human being itself, is that when you do decide, it draws that stuff. Your thought begins to crystallize. And once your thought plane crystallizes, we, we've learned from reading that book, it changes everything. You're able to pronounce and release the words necessary to begin to cause your world to change. Here you are, you've had this major alignment, if you will. And it caused you to make the decision to start seeking uh, your own business and become an entrepreneur. And I think most people, um, that's another story. Some people you have to deal with fear and stuff like that. Talk to us Blaine, about that. Uh, because once you're making that transition over, life becomes a little 
um, interesting, if you will. Uh, things began to happen to pro- try to keep you where you you are as you begin to move in another direction. Talk to us about how did you begin to really crystallize yourself and and use your determination, if you will, to move you through those periods when it was a little difficult when you were moving forward. Yeah, I, I think, you know, especially when you're when you're making changes, you know, there's going to be things in your environment that that will attempt to hold you back. Uh, family yeah. and friends sometimes don't yes. understand what you're doing, uh, you know. Uh, and, and so my wife was very supportive, but she was also risk averse. That's why we kind of took a year to make sure that we saved up some extra money, you yeah. know, and had you know three months of living expenses in the bank and, and all these these things. Um, but but also, yeah, it's it's a road less traveled, right? Yeah. I, I often say it's never crowded along the extra mile. Uh, but it can be lonely. It can be lonely yes. out there. And yeah. it's important. You know, I was lucky that I found some mentors pretty quickly, uh, you know, to help me, you know, mentors on the business side, mentors on the self-development side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that original tape, that audio tape that I had of Thinking Grow Rich was read by Earl Nightingale. Yeah. And so I started listening to his Lead the Field and a bunch Same of Same here. Stuff. Yeah, I have a whole that, bunch of his tapes, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and so, yeah. and, and again, anyone today, whether you're listening to this today, tomorrow, 50 years from now, you can yeah. find these audio programs, yes. uh, you know, and they can serve you as well. But my number one mentor came in the form of a man named Jim Rohn. Have you heard of him before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Jim Rohn, kind of America's business yep. philosopher, yep. he was the person that kind of influenced me the most. And uh, he has a program um, that I listened to the audio cassettes more than 50 times mm-hmm. and they started to wear out like the, the magnetic yeah. whatever in there. It, you know, they started you couldn't hear hear him very. His, his voice got softer and softer, uh, <laughs> you know, but that program, you know, I, I could really lean into that program, you know, during the hard times. And I did find for me, the solution to pollution is dilution. Right. So you, mm-hmm. you remember like the old scientific beaker with a dark liquid, you pour the water in, you pour enough water and it starts to become clear and clear. Yeah. And for me, you know, I, I might have been, you know, back then, my younger days, five to one ratio, meaning if I had a, an hour of negative thoughts, victim mentality, you know, pity party, it, it's OK. Yeah. You need to get it out. But for every one hour, I needed five hours of Jim Rohn or or some kind of great book or something, you know, thinking yeah. something to kind of bring me back. Now, today, I may be a one-to-one or, or maybe even a half, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I can turn myself around more quickly. But but life happens. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I remember I was sh- sharing the stage with Jim Rohn one night, and he said, he said, it's not what happens that determines your life future. It's what you do about what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I got that deeply, when I, I that night, I got that, and, and all of a sudden, it was like someone took a weight off my back and I realized, uh, you know, I always worried about circumstances and it's yeah. not circumstances don't matter. It's, it's how you respond to the circumstances. And Jim, yeah. I want to tell a story about a sailboat and, and it's not the blowing of the wind that determines your destination. It's the set of the sail yes. and the set of the sail was your mm-hmm. thinking. Yes. You know, and, and you can set the sail no matter how the wind's blowing, you know, there's going to be the wind of opportunity, you know, and, and, and there's going to be the winds of trouble, you know, uh, are, are both there. Yeah. They're always going to be there. 
Um, but it's your choices, like you said earlier, that, that make all the difference. So that stuff kind of guided me through, uh, through that spirituality. Faith helped me, uh, you know, through some of those harder times and then measuring the progress, seeing the yeah. progress. Like if I'm moving a little bit, you know, done is the engine of more and I'm, and I'm moving and I'm getting a positive brain chemicals and the dopamine and, and I get progress, you yeah. know, and, and I'm only trying, I'm trying to beat one person. I'm just trying to beat my yesterday self. Yes. And every time I beat my yesterday self, I'm just a little bit better. And if something bad happens, I'm learning. Like you said earlier, I'm learning from that. So I feel through that experience, I'm better. So even yeah. a setback can, can kind of be the slingshot and throw me a little bit more forward next time. But, but anyway, that's those, those are some of the things that I think uh, helped me as uh, as I went on that business journey. Yeah. Tell people to find um, help, get guidance, get those men and women, we talk about it in the business arena, modeling oneself after. Uh, find people that you are aspiring to be, are close to it, and go get some of their insight. Uh, they're, I, I always tell people they're ahead of you. And because they're ahead of you, they have noticed some pitfalls some, uh, um, that you can avoid just by reading their book. And I, uh, and, and I tell them, I said, the reading of the book to me, it was, I was having a one-on-one with my mentor as uh, you know, and uh, I, the pages are alive. I tell them the pages, those words are on there are alive and it will affect you once uh, you are ready for it. Because Jesus had the principle, he said, those who have ears, let them hear. So it means that the hearer, has a responsibility to participate within the conversation. So if you're not paying attention, if you will, you could miss all of it. So here you are uh, progressing and you have acquired your mentors to help. And because I tell people it's important to do that. Uh, Talk to us. You had mentioned some of your uh, fate to help you in those those dark times. Uh, Talk to us, uh, Blaine, about some of those thoughts that the less than thoughts that you had given permission to overtake your mind that you had to um, you had to have a conversation if you will with it to then begin to rewire your thought life to bring a different outcome talk about some of those things that you had given permission to to um, you know become monsters if you will and how did you deal with tools did you bring into your space to help you deal with those thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. There are two things there. One is, you know, the common thoughts as you go into business for yourself, you know, you've got doubts, you know, am I worthy, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, do I have what it takes? Will people pay for this? Can I build it big enough? Can I, you know, uh, am I able to provide for my family, you know, uh, you know, enough, and, mm-hmm. um, and so this self doubt is probably the biggest one. And there's these voices, you know, I, I end up calling it head trash. And yeah. so the head trash comes from myself, my own, you know, um, you know, lack of faith in myself and my abilities. Yes. It can come from other people, right. Who, mm-hmm. you know, not even sometimes they consciously try to bring you down maybe because they're jealous or something like that. But a lot of times it's almost unconscious. Like you're, you're growing and, and they're, they're kind of yes. holding on yes. to you a little bit. They, they yes. want to keep you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I often talk about hacking your head trash. And so yeah. I will say 
uh, a couple of things that have really helped me to do that. And the first one was a, was a habit I picked up uh, was that I, you know, I, I wanted to take every morning, um, I take a mind shower. Now, now mm-hmm. most people take a physical shower. You wash the dirt off your body every single day. Yeah. Uh, and I realized that I've got this head trash like every day. Like I want to mm-hmm. wash my mind out, you know, um, and, and I, I like, a, I, I prefer a 10 minute mind shower, but yeah. if I only have two or three minutes, I'll, I'll just do that. But every single morning uh, I, I do that. Now um, there are apps I use to help me. Uh, they mm-hmm. also kind of track your streaks on how many days you do it in a row, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah. there's an app called Headspace, which is a meditation app. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one called Calm, which yeah. I like. There's another one where people, um, you could actually uh, get in community with other people easily called Insight Timer. Yes. Uh, and then there's one, a Christian one that I like called Abide. Uh, yes. But, but whatever, whatever method you use, it's this concept that that you wash out the mind, right? So that mm-hmm. you, you know... Um, so that that voice of doubt doesn't have very many, doesn't have a day more than 24 hours before you, you're kind of squelching it, you know, yeah. uh, a, a little bit. So, so that was, that was one thing that helped me. The second thing that helped me a lot was a framework that I teach. Um, and that's called, yeah, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but, and so you, yeah, but yourself, and then you can, yeah, but <laughs> other people. Uh, but what happens when you have that thought, yeah. like, uh, you know, I don't have enough time for this business. Yeah, yeah. but. And then mm-hmm. you wait, you let your aunt, you let your mind switch, uh, you know, flip the switch for you. Yeah, but you control your schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you could hire someone else. Yeah, but you can work this weekend. Yeah, but you could work tonight. You, you know, so, so you, yeah, but all those limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. Um, and it gets your mind working for you, not yes. against you. So that's, that was a big, uh, you know, kind of a big in- insight for me. And then the other big thing that, that helped me a lot on the mental side, was this concept of affirmations. Now, mm-hmm. now a lot of people have heard of affirmations. That's mm-hmm. where you affirm like, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I am healthy. I am healthy. Yeah. I am healthy. Now, sometimes your brain says, no, you're not. No, you're not. But yeah. if you do it long <laughs> enough, you, you can build a case for it. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, Noah St. John, he wrote the book, uh, The Secret Code of Success. He talks about affirmations. And what mm-hmm. you do is in, you, you affirm it, meaning you put it in the form of a question. Uh, and so it would be, why do I find it so easy to be healthy? Yeah. And when you say that, why do I find it so easy to be healthy? Then you, again, wait, give your mind a sense to, uh, some time to answer it. Well, because you threw out all the junk food, because mm-hmm. you started a, a, a challenge to eat a piece of fruit a day and a salad a day. Uh, you know, because, 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 you know, all, because you bought the Peloton bike, these are things I've done, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, but, but anyway, your, your mind begins to answer that. So why do I find it so easy to be loving? Why do I find it so easy yeah. to love my kids? Why do I find it so easy to find new clients? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, that, uh, that, that flipping of the switch has really helped me. Uh, and, and the sooner you do those things, the yeah, buts or the affirmations, uh, I, I think the more, the more helpful, uh, they can be. And then lastly is pouring in the positive, right? And some days yeah. you need a lot more. You might need five to one, 10 to one ratio yeah. on that, but keep pouring it in. Uh, because like you said, and like now brain science is proving that you can rewire your brain. Literally, mm-hmm. you can physically 
rewire your brain uh, and your brain, you know, when your brain operates in happy, it's always better than negative, neutral or stressed. Every indicator, whether it's, you know, your your energy levels, uh, your ability to perform tasks, your ability to think everything is heightened by you, you know, being in that positive state of mind. Yeah, this is one of the most important lessons that one must um, abide by. And and I tell them, uh, start it as quickly as you can. The ability to start controlling the thoughts, because um, Napoleon Hill talks about this. And these men, uh, Nightingale and all of them, all, all their stories were always pointing to you. Acres of Diamond, I'm sure you're familiar with that. All yeah. of these things are looking within you, but we are so programmed to look on the outside. We're chasing the wind and not really uh, understanding that the power resides right in us, the information, the knowledge, all of those things. And as you said, the mind is that playground. It is the first place. And I told them, I said, it is the place by which you win the battle or you will lose the battle. And it is the place. And once you realize that, this is where you get in. And I did all those apps that you have. I have it on my phone. Um, <laughs> Insight is one of them that I love, that I uh, abide. I, I listen to that a lot. And I do my meditation in the morning with, with that. And um, it helps me to focus my day. I control my day right there. And um, because I learned to, um, from my meditation plane, um, I know how to put myself in a certain state that can cause my thoughts to slow down. And I think people don't understand the power of letting it slow down. As you said, you do these exercises. And when you do those exercises, you'd mentioned giving the brain the time to respond to it. Most people don't even know that those, that's why I wanted you to stop and give us some of those tools that you use to do that because it's it's an exercise that you must um, begin in order. And I think it is in order for you to start making uh, the decisions because it's, that's the key right there is that now you're controlling the decisions that you make in first before you were just drifting along. And when you started making decisions, that's when you start growing and you start learning more. So talk to me, uh, Lane, as you began to uh, bring all of this into, into your space, you're learning all these wisdom, you're gaining all this insight, and um, you're an entrepreneur and how in the world did you move from that lane to begin to get to TED Talk and stuff like that? I want to walk with me for a minute uh, as you are moving in your life. What was the discussions or the catalyst that began to formulate and to move you as you began to uh, gain the wisdom and the insights? as to the power of one's thoughts and the, all the tools that you've acquired as you're moving through, what possessed yeah. you to start heading that way? Yeah. yeah. So, so I got into my, uh, some, uh, my own business. Um, and one of one was a hiring agency. Another one I was, I was actually selling a, a, a nutritional product. Uh, but, but over as I, you know, you talk about this journey, but this journey to like discovering 
kind of your true gift, right? Yeah. Your true, like, like, why am I here on the planet? Mm-hmm. And there's an amount of energy that as you move towards that beacon of light, what you're really here for, uh, it begins to kind of get brighter and, and, yeah. and more energizing. And I realized that what I really wanted, and, and we, you know, we talk about like kind of, uh, we talk about this thing called the Powerball test, where if you, you know, uh, you, you imagine you won the Powerball lottery for $500 million, you know, and, uh, and, and then we talk about you, you buy all the stuff, you do all the travel, you set up the trust funds, you know, and then a year later, you know, a year later, you know, we ask ourselves in this, in this kind of visualization, what would you do then? Right. Yeah. And, um, and, and m- many people say I would help people X, uh, you know, X is different for everybody, but my wife and I, we always say, you know, does that pass the Powerball test? Like what mm-hmm. we're about to do, would we do it anyway? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so even if like, if I last Saturday, if I were to have won the Powerball $500 million, I would still be here today. I'd still yeah. be here with Ken. Now I may be giving away cars and it would be a wild podcast show, yeah. uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'd still be here because yeah. what happened for me is I realized that I'm here to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. Something yes. I call self-fluence, the art and science of influencing yourself. But more importantly, self-fluence is the power you already have to influence yourself. You don't need anything else. You don't need any other courses or anything. You know, this little three pound gray matter tool is all you need. It's super powerful. And so in 2009, I started this company, Self-Fluence, to begin to bring, um, you know, the things I have learned, you know, from my mentors and from my own life experiences to bring those, you know, to the world. And so that's where some friends of mine were starting mastermind groups and they said, look, why don't you be, you know, our mindset, our kind of results. And, and what I really gravitated towards was something called personal implementation, getting mm-hmm. yourself to do the things you know you should do, but you're not doing. And yeah. so I was able to start helping these mastermind groups and they said, you know, we're getting good results every week, week in, week out. We're going to call you our chief results officer. And I go, mm-hmm. I like that title, <laughs> chief results officer. That That's who I am. And yeah. so I actually, I went to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and no one had used that term. So uh-huh. I was able to get the R with the circle, the registered yeah. trademark. Uh, so I can say I'm America's only chief results officer. But in any case, <laughs> that's what I love to do. And that's what I'll spend no matter what happens to me, that's yeah. what I'll spend the rest of my time here, you know, kind of on the planet doing is helping people kind of take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. And and it's and you don't need anything else. Most of us are already an expert in habits and time management. Yeah. You know how to do it. You know, you just need to practice it. Maybe, maybe you need to master it. Maybe you need to a little focus on it. Um, but but you've got all all that you need. And it's uh, it's exciting to watch people, uh, which I know you have become enlightened, take more control, yeah. release the victim side and, and really, you know, walk in, step into their own power, uh, you know, and then realize that that life is about the lens, uh, you know, and your mind more so than it is about the circumstances and the happenings. Yeah, it is um, one of the po- most powerful revelation they'll have. And I, I love what you said, because it's really interesting how as you gravitate to your gift, and I, and we, before we were talking about, I believe that the journey is designed to lead you to the gift and uh, to make you. I would tell people, in order for you to uh, to to have a purpose, you have to find it, 
And once you find your purpose, I said, you talk about uh, some of my little things that I say, finding your purpose will make you purposeful. And as you mentioned, you will have millions and millions of dollars in your pocket. And your purpose will make you sit down and have this this uh, podcast, even though you have all those millions of dollars, because this is the stuff that you knew and you know within yourself that your mom and dad had made love to give birth to you so that I can do this. This is me. And you know it. And there is a piece there, Blaine, that is outside of that. There is not that piece that we uh, talk about and people seek in their life, in what they're doing, quote unquote, your profession or whatever. There is such a piece that resides in that area that you know that you know that you know. And the life begins to taste a little different. I tell people everything begins to be different. The conversation, the dog barking, whatever, because you are in a space of servanthood, bliss, wisdom, all of it. It is actually a beautiful space to be. So here you are. You are the chief now. And you are um, bringing all of the other students along the way. And um, I want you to talk to us because you mentioned her briefly. And uh, people sometimes, in while we're having these conversations, Blaine, we sometimes forget the one next to us um, and how they had to uh, be that uh, source when we are walking through, even though they, we are walking through Sometimes we have, as you said, the uh, imposter syndrome. And that one right there next to us, tapping us and saying, yeah, you can do it. I want you to talk to us about that piece of your progressing and your progression and um, how it is important because people sometimes, as I mentioned, tend to miss that. You need to bring someone in your space that is able to, um, if you will, give you that shoulder when you are tired or when you are doubting, when you're not sure. Talk to us about that and how, what did she say to light that flame onto you, to keep you focused and on target? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Beth, we like I said, we've, we've been married 30 years. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do think people, you know, you need a mentor, you need a partner, uh, you know, and, and you – you're going to go further, faster with someone else there to help you and support you, right? So, yeah. so yeah, Beth is in there. My times of low energy or downness, you know, she sees that, and uh, you know, she would come in and and she would believe in me when others wouldn't. Yeah. You know, she would be like, okay, write the next article, move for, you know, keeping me kind of moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and, and also though, being somewhat of the guardrails for me. And so yeah. I, I was, uh, you know, not, not lack of energy. I would be on the other side of the spectrum and I would be trying to do too much and yeah. I would not stop and smell the roses. And I were, you know, a little bit too much of the type A personality, you know, and, and if it wasn't, and Beth knew that. Mm-hmm. And, and she supported me becoming the work from home dad because she knows that, you know, my intensity for work, you know, w- you know, could, could keep me out of the home all the time. Right. Yeah, but but yeah. she set up the systems. She set up the family. She ended up giving me the 
two best gifts that I've ever had in our two kids, you know, mm. and, and, and helping, you know, to raise those children. Um, you know, that's some of my, my greatest moments, you know, are with them. And, it, and it's interesting that, uh, one thing we did, I, I've studied is people in the last few weeks of their life, uh, they only say they wish they had two more things out of life. Uh, and everything that they say comes into those two. And the first one was, they say, I wish I had more memorable moments with mm-hmm. the people I love. Now, yeah. the people they love could be family, friends, peers, you know, people they worked with, right? But whoever they yeah. had more magical moments with them. So my wife instilled that in me early on so yeah. that it would be like, throw the schedule out the window. And, and because I own my own business, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, and even today, you know, my daughter, uh, you know, she's a, a medical doctor, you know, she says, dad, do you have time to go on a hike this afternoon? Oh, yes, I do. Clear the schedule. Let's yeah. go. Right. You yeah. know, so, so magical moments with the people. That's number one. And the, the second one was they say, I wish I had more impact with the things I've learned. Yeah. And so they wish they would have had more impact with the things that they learned, whether that could be impact on family, friends, community, maybe the world. Um, yeah. But but they 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 felt like they were dying with part of their gifts, you mm-hmm. know, uh, still wrapped and, and yeah. not not kind of shown to the world. So so anyway, Beth is, has been there for me. And uh, we have this saying um, in our house, why build a road south when you're headed north? Right. So, so why build the road south when you're headed north? And so basically that, you know, shiny objects, life can distract you. And my wife is, is the first one to just say, I'll say, honey, I'm thinking about doing da da da. She goes, road south, road south. (laughs) And so she can turn me around and, uh, you know, and, and, and keep me keep me on the, on the straight and narrow. And she's been a great inspiration in her own life. And she's made it through a lot of trials and tribulations and started a second career, uh, you know, went back and became a nurse and, um, you know, so, so I, I'm proud of her as well. There's a reason why I asked that uh, thing, because I want to bring it to the forefront to people to surround yourself, your inner circle, if you will, uh, with folks like Beth, your friends, your your people, your inner circle, because there will be time that, based on your personality, mine was same as yours. The type I'll, I'll work a hundred hours a day and and uh, just keep working, and and someone have to pull me down, if you will, and say, "Hey, you want to go to the beach? It's it's only about five minutes away from your house." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, the beach." So I, I get it, and. Uh, I asked that question because I wanted you to uh, bring out that, yeah, there are people around you that you need to associate with that will help you along with those mentors that you have. But the friends, you may have to find a different circle. You may have to do something because you're on the move, if you will. And uh, you are, uh, you're going to need some of those to bring in other um, perspective to help guide you back and to keep you on that path that you're going. So here you are, uh, Blaine, you've done all of these things. You've done the, you've graduated to the TED talk and, you know, um, you've watched your entrepreneurship, uh, move from an infant state and it's growing to a place where you are able to, to do other things that you weren't before. I want you to talk to the people as to uh, some of because a lot of folks are afraid to take that to navigate to the to the entrepreneur side because of 
the lack of belief in themselves. And again, it is simply the way you perceive yourself and how you perceive things. And uh, most people, I tell them, perfection is the enemy of your growth. People don't want to move because they are stuck, because they're looking for this perfection. Growth is the most messiest thing in the world, uh, but it's the most rewarding thing in the world. I was there when my sons were born. It was messy, but the, the, the fruit of that uh, whole event was absolutely powerful when I held them in my arms. So don't worry about the mess. Just learn how to manage your thoughts. Talk to us about the dealing with the mess because a lot of people are afraid to do it. Like, talk to them. Bring someone from that space of fear to a place where they now can at least begin to get some insight out how to do that. To maybe give yeah. them courage because it takes some form of courage. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that uh, if you have this little seed of desire, you know, to be better, like, and that could be better, you know, physically with your health, that could be better at your job, or that mm -hmm. could be to start a new business or to kind of break free from the job like I did, right? If, if you have that seed, that little, even if it's a little mustard seed, a little tiny yeah. seed, um, you know, that means that that desire was planted inside of you. Now you could get spiritual with that if you wanted to, but yeah. just know that that's, that's the beginning phase. Now, now it's up to you to kind of, you know, uh, you know, nurture that like a mother and protect it like a father, uh, yeah. you know, and feed that idea. And then, like you said, not perfection, but look for progress, right? So how yes. can you feed that idea? You could read the book, Think and Grow Rich. That would definitely feed that seed. Yeah. Um, but look for mentors, you know, look for, you know, ways and opportunities and begin to kind of program your, your, well, there's this little part of your brain, the back of your brain called the reticular activating system, which yeah. lets things from the subconscious mind, you know, into the conscious mind, but begin to think about those things that you want. Now, the first, uh, where you give birth to that little desire, that little seed, uh, the way that you give birth is actually to write it down. Yes. Right? And so the moment, um, Napoleon Hill called this the power moment, but the, the moment yeah. that you write it down, you begin to give it birth, you know, yeah. in, in the physical world. So one of the things mm -hmm. I did, I have a little daily day design sheet that I, I use, but I have a bring about statement. What am I trying to bring about? And I write that every day. I write mm -hmm. it out, uh, you know, and if you write it out in cursive, your brain responds to it a little, little bit differently too. So that's yeah. kind of interesting to sometimes print it, sometimes write it in cursive, maybe try to write it with your non-dominant hand. All these things <laughs> kind of spark different parts of the brain. Uh, yeah. But but you begin to give that thing some life. And now you have to build faith, uh, yes. you know, in that, right? And so spaced repetition uh, is one way to build faith in that idea. And then just look. What's a small step, right? I often say bloom where planted. You know, yeah. you may have a job, you know, and if you, uh, you know, do more on that job than is expected, you know, mm -hmm. they're probably going to pay you more, give you a promotion, or then you'll have more visibility to other things. Or maybe it's, you know, in the evening, you know, you take one evening uh, a, a week and you're going to work on this business idea. 
right? Yeah. What, what, how do you see yourself breaking free? Now, for me, what I decided to do is, is I'm swimming the software engineer. I'm swimming yeah. in that swim lane. Now, I didn't decide to get out of the pool and go try to do baseball. I decided yeah. to start a business that was one swim lane over. Yeah. Uh, and so what we did is a friend of mine and I, we started a business to help other software engineers get jobs. Mm-hmm. See, now we knew that marketplace. We had gotten jobs ourselves. Uh, and, and I had actually changed jobs three times. My first year out of college, I changed jobs three times trying to find the job I wanted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I moved around the country and stuff, but I, I got good. And every time I changed jobs, I made more money. Uh, you know, so I got good at that. And that was a, a little skill I had. But my friend also, he complimented. He was like really good on the phone and cold calling people and, and developing relationships. I wasn't that good. I was good on the technical side and, and finding, you know, finding the jobs and the contracts and things like yeah. that. Um, but, but anyway, it was one swim lane over. So it's kind of what I, knew how to do, you know, and, and took that. So you, that, so it could be something you're already doing as a job or it could be a passion. So I started this mm-hmm. other business selling a nutritional product because I was passionate about health. So then I found that easy to do. And again, yeah. something you do part-time on the side, uh, you know, now, now today they call it a side hustle. Side hustle, yeah. Called it, called it that back then, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, and then the biggest thing, like I said, is nurture it like a mother and protect it like a father. You've got to be around people that are supporting you in that, yeah. right? And today, the world, what I love about the world is, well, this can be good or bad, but the world is very connected, yeah. uh, you know, and you can connect to people who have similar interests, similar ideas, similar mm-hmm. desires, and there's strength in that. And you can get in yeah. groups on, you know, social media, you know, you can easily find people. Uh, yeah. And many book authors, myself included, want to help people, right? We're looking for people to help, right? So there's a lot of support out, you know, out there, um, you know, and because we're so connected, it's easy to find those mentors and to kind of, you know, hook up to that mentor and pour into that mentor a little bit, you know, buy their yeah. book or their program or yeah. whatever, get to know them. Um, you know, I'll tell you, if you go on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and you become a positive influencer for that person, they're going to know who you are. And, and when yeah. you reach out, you know, if you've posted on every post they did for the last 30 days, an encouraging word, something to lift them up, they're going to know who you are when you kind yeah. of come on the other side and say, hey, I've been working on this. What, you know, would you give me a recommendation? So there's lots of ways, lots of, you know, you know, connections and connectability in the world. And uh, like no other, uh, you know, now is an opportunity where we are right now. Yeah. Um, you, you have this opportunity that's unmatched uh, at any time in history. Yeah, it's absolutely. The Bible says to write the vision down. And once you're writing it down, what you're doing is clarifying it with, for yourself. And you're getting to see exactly what you want. And um, I always tell people, God had a business plan before he even started building the earth. The business plan to, said he declared it is what he wanted way before. So he had this plan and he said, I want to make a place for this man. And so he had a plan in order and he began to... He had it written down because it said it was written down in the, in the book. Right. So uh, we are simply, um, if you want to model yourself, model yourself after that, and you'll get everything that you need. And I always use this example. I tell them, um, it's where you put your faith. Uh, we had, uh, and I take the story with the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible because I was brought up in the Bible. This woman was a rich woman. She had money. You know, she is a woman of means. And her faith, her belief system was in the healthcare system of her time. And she 
pursued and went and spent her money to obtain her healing. But as she was doing all of that, she she got broke and they couldn't help her. And she finds herself, she's dying. And she's hanging around in her neighborhood and she heard someone walks by and says, hey, there's another healthcare system up the street. <laughs> and she said, really? Because she had exhausted. And I think that's where a lot of people don't see the value of becoming exhausted, where you've worked in a system for so long that it's drained everything that you are, that you have. You are in the perfect spot to change your perspective because you've lost your faith in that. And when you began to look outside, when you have your mentors, when they say things, it will resonate a little more than I'm sure Jesus was walking around there for a while while he was doing that. She didn't because her faith was in the other system. She was focused on that. When her, her focus switched and when she heard something, as a mentor would do, she heard someone talking about what this guy is doing across the street, and she switched her perspective. And it caused her to get up and do something. And that's what we're talking about. When you switch your thoughts and your perspective, it will cause you to do some things. Everyone that has been listening to this conversation, we have someone that has um, another system, if you will, that you can go to and gain some insights as to how to make you shine to see the greatness that resides there. It's been there. You are the best um, at all that you do. But if you want to get better and you're not satisfied with the other system that you're in, Blaine is here. He has the tools that will help you see who you are so that you can get to there faster, as we had said in the beginning of this conversation. Blaine, I want to thank you for coming and sharing. This has been good, man. And I hope you would come back again because we haven't finished this conversation so that you can continue to assist us to identify the tools to cause us to become courageous and uh, change our perspective from the old system to the one that you have gained through your journey. Thank you so much, sir, for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Ken, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. You are a great host, and uh, thank you for allowing me to share with people. And I'll leave the listeners with this. The bad news, the bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends, pilot well. Amen. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trial to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. 
You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.